Hey there, this is Jason and Paul, and we encourage you to follow us on Instagram at stateofloveandtrust underscore pod, where we can continue the conversation with you. Thanks for listening. And now, let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of The State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and alongside me, as always, is Paul Gilliary. Paul, here we are. We are uh, set to get into part two of our live guitar moments with Sergio and Luis. Are you excited as I am? I am excited for part D. Part D. That reminds me of Hot Shots Part D. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, was John Voight in that as well? I don't remember. He might have been. He might have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, usual business off the top here, guys. Please get on the socials. Follow us at uh, State of Love and Trust underscore pod on Instagram. And uh, get on a uh, get on your podcast uh, of choice, podcast viewer, podcast listener, podcast app. Just, just rate, review, and subscribe. That thing. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we want you to do. Do it. A little bit of news off the top here before we get into the top five moments plus our own is um, we've got some, some, we have another live stream coming, right, Paul? Yeah, but that's not nearly as important as chocolate, Jason. That's true. Can you tell me about chocolate? Why why are we getting chocolate? What's that all about? Well, apparently Pearl Jam, uh, they've shared details in the last week or so. Uh, for two charitable causes for the Vitology Foundation. Mm-hmm. A box of band-themed chocolates in addition to the aforementioned stream of their uh, epic 2018 Seattle concert. Night two in Seattle. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're caramel, buddy. Caramel chocolates made uh, in collaboration with Theo Chocolates. Is that any connection to Theo Epstein? I know Eddie and Theo are, are tight. I so. don't know, but there appears to be, well, there's how many? There's 24, is that what it says? Yeah, I think so. But more importantly than all of this, just to, to, to be real with this, Vitalogy Foundation, obviously all this is going to a good cause. Where is our money going, Jason? Uh, it is going to fight homelessness. And uh, one thing that was mentioned at the 2018 show and I will again remind you that I was there, um, <laughs> was that they, they raised over $11 million to fight homelessness in the Seattle area. And I guess this is kind of a, a little tie-in with the Theo Chocolate Company to help um, kind of push that effort even more alongside this live stream of night two, August 10th, 2018, if I, if I recall correctly. Inside the box, you get apple cider dark chocolate caramel, mm. coffee milk chocolate caramel, Outstanding. And salted vanilla dark chocolate caramel. That's a winner, too. These are all made with organic and fair trade ingredients, soy-free and gluten-free. Would you look at that, buddy? Wow. Hey, you know what? Can Pearl Jam come down here and do the exact same thing but fight homelessness in L.A.? Because Lord knows we need it. Dude, it's an epidemic down here. It it's really not good. It no, it's not. It needs They're, to be addressed. We're not we, going to go off the rails with this conversation. No, it was for another day, perhaps. Uh, I'll just say that we both live by a number of uh, highway overpasses, underpasses, underpasses, and uh, there are many a tent. Yeah, let's just say that it's not good. Yeah, God bless the the all of these people on uh, 
cold January and February evenings. Yeah. Um, well, with that happy-go-lucky news out of the way, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> let's uh, God, let's man. transition to our our top five moments here and some of our own, right? Yes. Very excited. So, Jason, let's get into it. What are the top five, buddy? All right. Let's uh, let's go to number five here. Katowice, Poland, night two. That shouldn't have been. Oh, by the way. Dude, I know bands that, that, that are going to be releasing songs in 2021, just like this one moment and claiming it's new. But these really? guys were, were already doing it way back then, you know? So it just sounds great to me because it's trippy and it's complimentary, you know? It's different things that merge into one. And uh, I, keep, I keep talking about things becoming just one, but it's just like how it sounds good to me. What are we hearing there? Are we hearing delay and phaser? Yeah, maybe um, phaser or vibe. I, I, I can't uh, differentiate. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, this is for Paul, really. The fact that we got slight of hand in here. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I love it, that song. As do I. It's, I think uh, all of you like that song, except for me. I'm trying to get warm to it. I'm trying to. It just, I don't know. I appreciate the trippiness of that, of that section, that bridge there. But I don't know. It, look, this track to me has always demanded playing outside the box, mm. and and I love when they they do stuff like this. It, it fits the tone of the song perfectly. Actually, Katowice was it, it was a great night for Black as well. If you want to hear a great Black mm. solo, just check that one out. But uh, this this was a, a solid version, a great version of Slide of Fan. It's exactly the kind of angle you want to come at that song with. I think. All right, let's go to number four, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, two thousand three. I love this so much. I've always loved this song. I love that this is just a canvas for Mike to go crazy. I love the feedback. I love whatever effect that is. I can't tell. It sounds like a harmonizer of some sort or 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 an octave. I don't know. I I should I I would guess it's uh it's the feedback from Wawa. Oh, maybe. Good call. Yeah, yeah. The open the open Wawa paddle. Definitely one of the greatest moments of Mike's guitar playing. Love the dirty echoes stuff. It's crazy. You guys don't play this song very often, do you? No, but 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 we do play. We do play it. Who plays the solos in this one? Luis. Ooh, Luis. What do you think of this? Um, every great Mike solo, you can kind of hear it before it even starts. You know, ah, you can, well you said. Can, point. You well can said. already hear the noise, and you and you just know it's coming. You just know it, and Luis that is that is, dro- that is one of sound bites of those moments. <laughs> you know, and. This tone, oh my. I love it. 
I love that's it, the, dude. That's the, the fake 59 strat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, 1960s strat. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> dude, the bad, that one, of, one of the good parts of being a band with Sergio is that I can hear great soundings and just like, Sergio, can you, can you, can you name it? Where's this coming from? And he has the answers. Most yeah. of the time, he has the answers, you know? So it, it, it makes it easier for me to, to go, go after the sound. Well, I look forward to you trying to do what we just heard because that would be a treat. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Let's go sure. to clip number three. We're going to George Washington in 2006, night one. With this song, I think one of the biggest complaints is how that song on the record fades out. Yes. And there's a version of it that I'm sure we all have where it doesn't fade out. And, and that's the version you want to hear because to, 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 to hear that ripping through and then fade that out, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're like trying to turn the dial back up, you know? So this is exactly the way you want to hear it. I don't know that I like the mix a lot because I feel like Mike was a little bit lost in the left channel there. But you could tell he's going crazy. Um, did you guys like that? Yeah, just pure shredding. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if it. In my opinion, uh, I don't know why this. Why is this solo making the cut? Uh, but okay, it's great, and everything Number sounds three. great. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but okay, but okay, I'm fine with it. It has a lot of energy, you know. And I, I, I also think it could be a little, the solo track could be a little louder. Mm -hmm. You know, all, the, all of the rest is, is making it sound shorter. I don't know. Well, it's, it's trying to be one, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go to uh, number two, Moline, Illinois in 2014. To Louise's point about having the backing band really set the mood, 
I love what Stone's playing because ordinarily he's not playing a damn thing. Maybe a couple of harmonics, but here he's playing a couple of uh, a couple of chords here and there, setting a little bit more of a bed. And then you've got Mike with all this crazy delay stuff going on, which is normally not, I think, what you would hear on this solo. I really enjoyed it, and I'm an un unabashed Garden um, lover, so I, I will throw that bias into the mix. What do you What do you guys make of this? I have a guess, another guess. Uh, it's 2014. Uh, they just released uh, Lightning Boat, mm -hmm. uh, and the Sirens uh, live solo Ooh. has the same kind of delay, uh, long long line delays uh, with not so much modulation or dirty. They're a little bit cleaner, uh, more pristine digital delay, I think. Um, so I believe Mike maybe had a new pedal and was throwing up <laughs> it on, on, on everything. Luis? Uh, I got to agree with you, Jason. The, the background was just on point. Stone was killing it. All his vibratos were, were great to me. And uh, they just made it easier to Mike. And uh, he killed it, yeah. But, but all of the guys made it easier for him, you know. And this delay trick, uh, it's, it's, it's just different, you know. Makes you, makes you really stop and, and listen to it, which is great to me. Anything, Paul? I'm going to take a bit of a detour on this one. To me, with this particular solo, I didn't think you need the compliments. Hmm. Uh, you could have turned all that stuff off and just listened to the solo. And I think that thing would have stood on its own with those, with those delays and echoes. I don't, it, for some reason, it just, it kind of felt like its own thing in, in a positive way, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've arrived at number one. We're going to 2003 state college PA at the time. It was the longest show in Pearl Jam history, eclipsing 95 Chicago. Let's go there. mentioned uh frenetic solos uh, a long time ago holy jesus works here i i like the the this uh slashy like uh wawa part he did something like slash would would have done yeah that's a good shout 
Luis, do you get ideas for solos listening to things like that? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. I'm always listening to to get new ideas, you know. Um I like this one very much. The way it starts, it's it's up there, you know, it's uh, very high. <laughs> oh, this is an audio format, Luis. People can't see you doing it. Oh yeah, true, true. It's a very it's very <laughs> high up on the neck of the guitar, you know. So once you start a solo on that area to keep it up, my friend, you gotta you gotta back you gotta have the the tools to back it up, you know. So because if you already start, it's harder to just keep it up there, you it's know. Like, where do you go from there? You're already at the, at like the you know, the climaxy portion. You're starting from from you know eighty miles an hour. Where do you go? Yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. You know, but he knows. So you got you gotta have the tools. Well, guys, we've done it. We've gotten through all 20. Um, okay. I think overall is a pretty solid list and pretty good stuff on there. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's not enough for us, though. We got to have our own choices here, right? So let's lightning round through a couple of, couple of things that we like that are, that are our choices. And Sergio, we're going to start off with yours. And uh, let's see here. What do we got? It is, well, you know, we'll play it and then you can tell us, you know, where and from, where it's from and why and all that crap. Here we go. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Sergio, you gave us a good one here. I, I know Paul's excited. So you, you're picking from your own your neck of the woods. Tell us what's going on here. Yeah, 2005, this is this was uh, the first Pro-Gen show in Rio de Janeiro ever, since ever. Uh, so it was a very special moment for the fans. Unfortunately, I was not there at the time because I was broke and I was too young <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't find the money to 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 buy the ticket. We've all but, been there. Yeah, but but uh, but fortunately, uh, near the hand, the the concert was uh, recorded by the major uh, rock and roll radio station from Rio de Janeiro. Um, so it was played over and over and over on the radio for the next couple months after the show. Uh, so, so you guys can picture uh, how important this show was, um, in all, in our reality, in our rock and roll community. Um, uh, Nick was there at that, at that show. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, and there's a, a very, a very special moment on, on those, on this solo. Um, 
that you can see the pictures if you Google it uh, with Mike uh, playing the the guitar with the uh, with our flag with the Brazilian flag. Oh, cool! Over over his shoulder. So it's a very very uh, emotional moment because man, it's black. The first time it it was played live here. So can you imagine how it, how it is to to listen to black for the first time live? Is is that moment that that emotion, um, and and the solo is awesome um, because as we never heard it live, we we didn't know he he would improvise a solo because Black originally does, doesn't have a solo, uh, and I I love the the rotary Leslie mm -hmm. thing that he switches on at the last part of the solo. Uh, this. Uh, very solo is the 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 most the the version that most inspired my version of this solo. So it's oh, wow. very very personal, and and I I took it personal because the guy picked up the wrong the wrong black solo to put on the. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to. Yeah. So up next, we'll go with Luis, and uh, I'll play the clip, and then uh, Luis can tell us all about it. So uh, this one to me is just pretty straightforward. It's one one big punchline, you know. He gets into his pentatonic chops and he shows what he's got, you know. Maybe at some point it seems to me there's some open string lick and then he gets back to it, you know. And uh, it's just little different patterns combined and they just get in, tell you, tell you that it's here and then just gets out. To me, that's 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 it. That's what it needed. That's what the song asked asked for. So, if you're playing at home, that was uh, I'm gonna uh, butcher this pronunciation. Uh, Jubana, Jubana, um, or Jubjana, uh, Slovenia in uh, 2000. Oh, yeah. Slovenia, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say it's live in live in Slovenia in 2000. Paul, your first choice is this clip. It's just a killer clip, man. I mean, it's it, it, my favorite part about that song is the way the drums play off of, uh, or I should say, the way Jeff plays off the drum beat. And there's something about rearranging the song this way where Stone's guitar essentially serves as the anchor for the song. And I've never heard the song done that way. They did it this way here in New York. And then, uh, so this is what, June 25th, 2008. 
But then they, they did the same thing, but played differently at Bonnaroo same year. And so those two versions to me are always standout versions, the way they reimagine the song. And uh, it, when you hear the song played like that, um, it just it's just captivating. Honestly, it makes me think a lot of what you guys did with uh, Brain of Jay, how you guys mm. completely came at that song with with a left hook instead of a right. And it was like, dude, this is awesome. So <laughs> that's I, I like that with these tracks, you know. I really loved it. I, 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 I would definitely hear it over and over again. Let's go to my first choice here. Uh, let's have a listen. I love the go riff. It's fantastic. Written by a drummer. There you go. And, but I, I don't know what's going on there. Cause it's not, it's never played like this. I don't know if it's a rotary or if it's a univibe or what's got on there, but it sounds so cool. And I remember, uh, you know, this has just got, it's got this phasey dimension to it and it's got, it opens up the dynamics that are usually not there. Cause usually it's kind of a straight ahead song very kind of narrow in, uh, in its, in its, I guess, dynamics for lack of a better word. So it just kind of thickens it up. There's a bit of a breath there that I think is really, really cool. So I thought that was a really cool moment. Let's go to Sergio's number two pick here. That is. Two thousand fifteen at Maracanã Stadium. <laughs> it back was in the Rio. first. Yeah, back in Rio. It was the first uh, Pro Gen concert in Maracanã Stadium. So it's uh, a, a pretty uh, bigger concert than the the, the previous uh, two uh, they did in in Apoteose, which is the the place we have the the carnival. Um, so to fill a stadium. It's it's a, it's a task to fill a stadium, uh, and Maracanã was very very crowded at that that day. I was there with Nick, uh, and I remember uh, telling him how good stones uh, tones are were at that day. So um, I think it was the first time I I realized that Stone has always great guitar tones live, mm -hmm. uh, so so in studio. Uh, but uh, it was amazing. Uh, Dude, the evolution is a great, great one of the the great solos he plays, and it's always a moment to to for him to to show how good his tones are. Very very cool. Let's go to Luis's second choice right now. to say i think it's interesting that you guys chose the exact same, same thing track. yeah it's great and i intentionally <laughs> put them back to back because i wanted to hear what sergio had to say and then boom what did Luis have to say about this and just so we know this is uh 2000 in barcelona right right um 
yeah, again, great tone, crazy wah action. Uh, it, it doesn't have too many notes and the note choices are simple again, but uh, it doesn't matter because it sounds, it sounds, uh, it's, it's just melting, you know, it's just melting. I love it. There's, I don't have a, a rational way to describe it, you know, it just hits me. Do you play the um, Evolution Solo? Yeah, yeah. Ah. I do it. But I've never played it this dirty. Maybe I'll start now. See, you're getting ideas. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Paul's second clip is this one. So first of all, Van Halen's debut album is one arguably one of the top five greatest debut albums of all time. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, you hear that that guitar come in. He loves playing this song. I mean, he plays Eruption, right? And he they they love Van Halen and they crushed it on this. So I don't know what else to say. I just love that moment. That was um, my my I guess my my home city really, Hartford, Connecticut, in 2013. I wish I yeah. could have been back home to listen to that. Good lord, oh, my dirty. face melting. Oh god. Uh, okay, my second choice is this. So 2000, East Troy, Wisconsin, it was like two degrees out. It was crazy cold. If you recall the touring band DVD, Mike's got like 13 layers on in his leather jacket. He can hardly move. He looks like George Costanza in his Gore-Tex jacket from Seinfeld. It's ridiculous. Um, the bridge seemed really thick to me in this version, fatter, more intense. And it's the first time I ever realized that Mike plays that that GBC chord thing um, in, in, the, in the, what is it, the, the F shape. But he does. He has the pinky thing where he does the suspended note, mm -hmm. and it just adds a little, little. On, on only on the last one, only on the last um, bar does he do that. And I just love that. And every time I, I listen to that, I always play that part because it always just sounds just extra, extra nice for me. That bridge is actually my favorite part of the song. It is. And it's yeah. one of the more underrated guitar parts in a Pearl Jam song, actually. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, we're at the last round here. Last choice. Uh, Sergio's third and final choice. Here we go.
again it's Rio de Janeiro 2018 this time uh, our last Pro Gen concert up to now uh, we were there as a band nice uh, all of Black Circle members were there um, and it was a, a very very funny night uh, with some some extra going on the show like uh, Chad Smith and Josh Klinghoffer from mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers hanging on to to play uh, uh, cowbells and and Josh <laughs> played played a live solo. It was very fun, uh, very very remarkable moment. Uh, and I love the the Univibe uh, sound on Mike's uh, solo and Mike's tone. Uh, and I love Garden, so it's, uh, it was a just a. a a very re remarkable moment from that night. I like how you uh, you've chosen a song from the Americana uh, on the same night that the Americana is hosting the Copa Libertadores uh, final, and there is mayhem in the streets. Um, right, nice little uh, nice little bookend there to that. That, that yeah, that, yeah, that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we've given it away that we record a couple of days early, but there you go. Uh, okay, let's listen to Luis's final choice. Sergio, why are you laughing, bro? <laughs> this is very cool. <laughs> yeah, and I knew you would like it. <laughs> Tell us why we're going to Switzerland. Zurich, 2000. Oh, yeah, right. Um, this is just a, an awesome way of using the wah pedal and not, not for a solo, you know? It's, a, it's, it's for a different part. It's for a verse. And not many people can, can use a wah pedal in a good way with with uh, with good taste uh, while while the voice the, the main voice is still going so I guess this is one of the situations in which they they used it and it stood out but not over the voice it was along with it you know well and to your point about a wah pedal it takes all the frequency and kind of slams it and grabs it in the middle and then sweeps it across the spectrum exactly so to be able to use that and not be in the same frequency as the vocals and have it all muddy. You got to be good. And yeah, that he exactly. was crying his voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, there, there's a really cool version of this song online by this band named Black Circle. <laughs> and this dude, Luis, does this awesome intro to it. You won't even see it coming. I highly recommend folks check it out. It's incredible, guys. You guys should check them out. I think you'd like them. All right. Uh, Paul's final choice. Here we go.
Jason, when you asked me what are your top three, just immediately that was the first one that came to my mind. It, of the last decade, arguably, it is my favorite guitar moment from the band live. They go from dueling to harmonizing. It's incredible. And and Boom's addition to live shows is is I don't think appreciated enough. And he he was a centerpiece of that track right there. And I loved every minute of that. What did I say to you when I listened to it back last night? It, 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 uh, you texted me like, dude, I'm like losing myself. And I said, <laughs> but uh, this saying? is this is very close to the Imagine in Cornish version, isn't it? I got to find what I said because it was pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I can't find it. But I space. Oh, dude, I'm listening to Crazy Mary. I just got lost in my own head. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. It really is. I don't know how you top that, but I'm going to try in the most uh, contextually appropriate way possible with this clip from, uh, well, it's, it's Mike. Like we had two songs there. Guys, um, good Lord. 2006, Pistoia, Italy, if you recall from the Imagine and Cornice, um film, it's in the middle of a Duomo, of a, of a square in a small Italian village. <laughs> Probably like 3,000 people there crammed into this, into this square, this piazza. And um, there's just so many effects. It runs the gamut. He's got his, his usual Univibe thing going on with some, with some thick dirt he adds the rotary to the to the Univibe. He's got the wah going on. He speeds up the rotary. He turns it all off and goes clean at the very end. The the, the people are clapping behind him perfectly. Holy Jesus! If that isn't like the one of the best closing portions of Ledbetter, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. <laughs> That's amazing! Amazing! Yeah. How 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 mad is he in in the end of the song? <laughs> incredible sounds fucking great guys we've done it yeah it's been a marathon but we've done it and uh i want to thank you for helping us sort through this you guys are uh guitar savants and i appreciate your your uh your perspective on this and when uh when's the next black circle thing that we should be aware of 
Uh, I believe the next uh, live stream will be happening on February 26th. Yeah, 26th. February 26th. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's keep great. in touch. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. This was great. Uh, we, we, we don't get to talk about guitar every day, right? So this has been a, a different thing for me and Sergio. And I'm definitely hyper on this. <laughs> yeah, I was very excited to do this. You can thank I, I would like to, to thank you for having us on board. Uh, and you can always uh, have us here to talk about guitar and pro gen. Been a pleasure, gents. Thanks for coming aboard today. Thank you once again to our friends Sergio and Luis. What a what a what a chat. What a, what a couple of couple of menches. You know, honestly, chatting guitar with those guys, it's not only a pleasure, it's it's actually a learning experience in a lot of ways. It is uh, because they 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 especially when Luis is talking about, you know, band dynamics, just like behind a solo, for example, you, sometimes people don't even think about that, but it's it is a subconscious thing you have to get right. Otherwise, the right. solo won't shine. Yeah. So I appreciated that amongst all other. And uh, I will say that Louis sent us a message and said oh, that yeah? he had a ton of fun because he never gets to talk guitar like that. So he was really, really jazzed that he got to do that. And we were jazzed to have him and Sergio, of course, because they're guitar nerds. And uh, I'm just happy that all the guitar nerds in our in our circle, in our listening circle, got to uh, get to listen to that because I learned something. Uh, I think those listening should go check out some Black Circle tonight. Yeah, hey, by the way, you got a new video, Autumn Theory. Yeah, there's um, there's some really funny moments in there. Not uh, not least Nick Magnani winking at the camera. Uh, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> let's move on to this week's lyric of the week. Paul, we're gonna stay in the uh, in the theme here of the 2000 to 2020 window. And we're going to go to 2009's Backspacer and Force of Nature. Force of Nature, Paul, lead us off. What do you got? Um, you know, I came across this this quote from Eddie from the Toronto Globe, and uh, they were asking him about this track back in, I guess, 2009. And Eddie said about Force of Nature, he said, it's about the strength of one person in the relationship when they can withstand some of the faults in another, maybe drug addiction or straying off the path the person in the song is the lighthouse for the other person caught in the storm and and i i think that you really see that coming through in these lyrics but there's 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 a sadness to a lot of this too uh, it's kind of hard to to look at this with without thinking that 
what it is that he wants standing alone, waiting. Like uh, the bit that gets me is like the eyes closed. You cannot know, but his heart don't seem to roam. The, the, the commitment mm. is admirable, but it's hard to fathom the pain that somebody has to go through when you feel like you are being that lighthouse and you can't just throw out a lifeline and pull that person back in that that person has to learn to navigate and weather that storm. And all you can really do is shine a light. And there's an element of helplessness there. That's um, it, it's born out of a vulnerability that I don't think it's talked about enough because we focus so much time on the people in peril that we don't really, we don't really ever talk about the experience of those who, who are trying to be the lighthouse, those who are trying to help and the pain and the anguish that comes with loving someone so much and feeling like you just can't seem to guide them home no matter how hard you try. So uh, I, I think, you know, I can speak from experience having been in a similar situation as this. And I know you have as well. I was going to say, I was going to kind yeah. of, I was going to ask if you had been in a situation like this, because I certainly have. And when I know I, you have, yeah. When reading these lyrics, um, Funny enough, because I'm generally not a very optimistic person, I'm more, I, I consider myself a realistic person, which people then say, well, you're just being pessimistic. And I go, okay, potato, potato. But uh, I was looking at this in a much more positive way. But before I get to that, I want to say that, you know, you explaining uh, your interpretation of Eddie's explanation of the song, it had me think about you know, that past relationship. And you, you're right. There's a helplessness there to trying to be the beacon, trying to do whatever you can to help that person find your lighthouse. Right. But what this song doesn't answer is, did they, do they find it? Right. It's, it's unresolved. It's an ambiguous ending. Which is funny because there's a phrase here, you know, that you might think would disappear, resolving. But, but that's a one-person uh, resolution that isn't necessarily a complete resolution right even with the person that's that's out to see as it were in this in this metaphor but so that's an interesting little um open-ended thing there within this story is how does it resolve because i can say that mine did not resolve the way that i had wanted to at the time All right. this is many years ago and i'm i'm glad that the story went the way that it has as is my current situation you know but yeah anywho <clears throat> the the way that I kind of took this is a more positive way. It's kind of like the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder proverb. You know, that's what they say, right? So, you know, I can tell you from a different experience that this is true. And I'll, I'll say that, you know, I, there was a couple summers ago, I worked in Europe for six weeks straight and away from family, wife. And I did it again the following year for three weeks, uh, again in Europe for work. And it's tough to be far away from someone you love. And I look at these lyrics as like having love tunnel vision, a song only he hears, you know, or in this case, she hears. Um, I guess it'd be in my case, he hears because I'm the one listening. Um, and logically, you'd think that distance or absence might make someone fade from memory. And that's probably true with some friends or acquaintances. You know, like I know in the past, uh, and I'm sure you have, many people have, that when I've moved or a friend has moved away and we no longer can see each other, hang out, that kind of thing, that that change in proximity is enough to dissolve 
some of the affection that you have for them and vice versa. And it's not malicious or intentional or anything like that. It just kind of is. Right. And this dissolution means the communication becomes less frequent and you fall away from people and it, it just kind of happens. But when you really love someone, the reverse sort of happens. That absence makes you stronger. It resolves, as the line says. You know, the whole thing, one man stands alone. Yeah, because in this scope, there is one, there's no one else in your world. You feel isolated from the outside world. And that's how important this person is to you, a one-track mind kind of thing. So, you know, you cannot know. Yeah, others cannot know. You, the royal you, you cannot know what this specific feeling is. You probably have your own version of this. Right. This connection is ours. And, you know, the, again, the absence makes the heart grow, not roam. And that's home. And aside from that Dr. Seussness that I just did there, it's really a lovely way to kind of tell an age old proverb and what a title to go along with it. Force of nature. So the way that I looked at it, um, it's kind of out of character for me and the way that Ed meant it makes a lot more sense, but it's interesting that again, we find, you know, basically the same piece of paper folded in half and you have two versions of the, of a similar story. It's funny when, when I hear this song, I, I always think of tremor Christ as well. Mm. Just the, the nautical imagery, they run parallel in so many ways. And I think lyrically you see some parallels as well in terms of just the feeling of isolation that, the feeling of helplessness. And uh, it's funny. Try listening to these two tracks back to back. I think sonically they don't mesh very well, but lyrically there's a, a, a through line and it's an interesting narrative that gets, that gets woven. Um, that being said though, I mean, obviously 1994, 93 versus 2009. I mean, I, I think Eddie's coming from, from two very different places lyrically with these two tracks, but uh, just to see the parallels, I, I, it was a unique exercise. Even with the song Oceans. Yeah. There's some similarities there as well. Right, I mean, exactly. So uh, Currents will shift, glide me towards you. you so know. we've got our, our, our car songs, right? Yeah. And that we've got, we've got our water songs, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe we'll be amongst the waves soon enough. I suppose. So. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go to our last gun. Let's move on. <laughs> Ready? All right. Well, force of nature, backspacer, man. It seems like just yesterday we were at the Universal Amphitheater and in, in uh, well, I guess no, it's Gibson Amphitheater in Universal City, which is no longer a thing. Going to this tour and seeing these songs performed live. Where are we going amongst this giant tour? We're going home, Jason. We're <gasps> going in a, a giant circle right back to where you and I are standing right now. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to. Uh, uh, a fabled and no longer standing venue of the Gibson Amphitheater, where you and I saw a, a good, good handful of shows mm -hmm. uh, back in October of 2009. Um, three or four, they play four nights there. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that. I, I, I looked at that set list. Uh, no, I, should, I looked at the, um, the lineup and I thought to myself, Oh, I'm going to do all four nights, but I was poor. And so, so I went for three nights and I was mm -hmm. like, come on. Like, of course the night I don't go is the night that Chris Cornell comes out and they do hunger strike. And I think Cantrell came down. Cantrell came out. The, no, Cantrell came out oh, this show, this show, right. That's yeah, it was, was. They split it up, but still. So anyway, 
Uh, it was kind of like a cool, uh, you know, Seattle extravaganza to some extent. But this particular track, Force of Nature, is comfortably nestled in between present tense and ironically, the fixer. When you think I was about uh, going to bring that up, exactly. Only right? that you so say that. You, you you think about some of the stuff we just talked about, and then following up with the fixer just seems so apropos. So, as a version, um, it's very upbeat, and there, there's a certain level of optimism. So, if you, as a listener, want to make up the ending for yourself of that song, if you want to resolve that ambiguity with a sense of optimism, I think this particular version seems to carry that. Um, the band they were on point. Uh, they really the, the song is tight. It sounds fantastic. It's to me. It's just a, it's a great version. Obviously, having been to the show, it, it, there's this particular affinity that I have for this particular version. Uh, not that that's a deal breaker, but it, it, it was having seen it live. I have an even greater appreciation for this performance. Cool. Well, let's head about uh, a mile down the road, yeah. and uh, the Gibson Amphitheater, Universal City. We, we, which Los is Angeles. now the Harry Potter ride, apparently. We're going to the Harry Potter ride. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Almost 11 years ago, October 7th, 2009. <laughs>
Yeah, Paul, you said it before. Sandwiched betwixt present tense and the fixer. How about, you know, living in the moment can kind of be what allows you to feel alone enough to allow your heart to grow fonder. And then you get force of nature and then you go to the fixer where it has a line like, when something's gone, I want to fight to get it back again. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) It's such a, I mean, this is a show where the set list is partially written by Patrick Warburton, the actor from, you know, many, many shows like The Tick and Seinfeld. and Yeah. Um, I guess he was bringing his his kid there to to uh, their first Pearl Jam concert, and uh, I guess they went off script a bunch of times and plucked some songs out of out of thin air, and one of them being this one. But uh, I remember that show fondly, and I remember hearing "Force of Nature" and being excited. And I think I texted you, "Force of Nature." Yeah, it was it was outstanding. Lovely, Lovely choice, my friend. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got your uh, you got your your top five guitar moments, live guitar moments from 2000 2020 with Sergio and Luis. We picked our own extra bonus pieces. We hope you like those. Um, let us know if you've got choices of your own. If you went to a show or if you just have a su- certain bootleg that you love and you're like, man, I'll tell you what, you know, Stone's opening riff to, you know, whatever uh, from whenever uh, is great. Great, cool. So um, with that, uh, we'll get to you next week with another fantastic new episode. And until we do, you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust. 